Hey, this is Pastor Matt McClure here from Takeover Church, and thank you so much for checking out today's message. We hope it encourages you, we pray it blesses you, we pray it challenges you. And if you don't know, we have service every single Sunday at 10.30 a.m. And we would love for you and yours, your family and your friends to come on out, experience church, be a part of all that God is doing through Takeover Church. But hey, we hope this blesses you. Have a great rest of your day. You guys put your hands together for these guys. Come on. Come on. Oh, fantastic. Man, we need to, y'all need to start having more babies. Child dedication is awesome. Come on. Come on. But hey, in just a second, in just a second, um, we're going to have Kelsey Vining, our city outreach pastor, come forward and preach an incredible message. And, and Kelsey, would you just join me up here for a moment? I just want to brag on you. Would you guys welcome Kelsey to the platform? What's up, little homie? You good? You good? Uh, this is Kelsey, and Kelsey is more than just brilliant. Kelsey is one of the most generous, most kind, most forgiving. Uh, she is the most unrelenting human being of a friendship, of a relationship with her. Knowing Kelsey for a couple of few years now, a couple of few years, that sounds dumb, uh, a couple of years now, uh, she really, you know, she came alongside Adrienne and I with Rusty, obviously, and to plant this church and to be a part of this. And Kelsey is just thoroughly sewn into the DNA and heart of what TakeOver is. And there is so much that you experience here on a Sunday that is in a direct relation because Kelsey's influence and her love and her unwillingness not to give up on the dream that God gave all of us. And so this morning, as she brings her first message, we're a talkback church. If you're new with us this morning and this sounds a little bit different to you, you're not used to it, we're a talkback church. Shout us down, preach us down. We love when we interact. This is a dialogue, not a monologue, okay? And so this morning, let's really embrace Kelsey. Let's get behind the word. Let's see what God will do in our lives this morning. Does that sound good? All right, Kelsey, make some noise. Thank you, Matt. That was a lot to say about me. That was a lot. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I'm going to, this is, okay, Rusty, sorry. I'm just going to put, I don't want to, I'm going to, wha I'll whack it at some point and then fall over. <laughs> yes. Chapstick. I'm one of the crazy chapstick people. Like, I have a bedside chapstick. I have a car chapstick. I have a purse chapstick. Can I get an amen? Um, way too many chapsticks. Sorry. I was like, I'm going to need my chapstick up there. Like, um, so, yes. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. I know we have a lot of visitors. A lot. My immediate family is here. Um, and just a lot of um, Artie's family as well. So, thank you if you're just visiting today for just spending the Sunday morning with us. So that's a blessing to us. Um, I do want to, I know Matt took a second to brag about me, which I didn't know he was going to do, but um, I do want to take a moment because this is my first time on stage to honor Matt and Adrienne. Um, we, we have been through a lot of life with them in a very short period of time, it feels like, um, and, and growing up together with them and doing this church plant, which is, was not expected when you would have asked me three years ago, where, what, where would I be, what would we be doing? I would not have said helping out with the church plant, but here we are, um, and it's really due to some incredible vision and, and tenacity and, and courage from, from this couple. So um, I just wanted to take a moment to thank them for saying, hey, yeah, take the reins on a Sunday morning because I haven't done that before. So, um, so thank them, and please, with a round of applause. Yes. 
And then that gives me a chapstick moment. So, so the title of my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read, read the passage I'll be speaking from today, but the title of my message today, and we've been doing this series, Into the Wild, um, where Matt has essentially been responding to, at, we are as Christians, citizens of heaven, and, and, but we're in this wild world that is, is tempting and it's crazy and there's all these things coming at us all the time and how do we respond as believers? Um, so the title of my message today, um, I'm a, I flip it a little bit and um, I'm calling this Wild One. Um, I think I have a little title slide. I don't know if Matt it put that in there. Um, but, oh, oh, oh yeah. So everybody saw a little clay. That's not my, nope, that's not it either. Oh yeah, clay's good, yes. So, wow, whoa, 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 it's really going. Um, so yes, Natalie took, she's not here this morning because she's sick, but she took this photo a few weeks ago and Clay's been doing this thing where he's like, um, and because he's getting his top teeth. So yeah, it's super cute. Um, but I think I do have a title slide in there somewhere, but it's totally fine. It's this cute little onesie that says wild one on it with a little crown on it. I don't know if we have, I don't know if it's in there. It's not in there, okay. Just kidding, it's not there. Um, but as you already have met me and myself and my son Clay and, and, and whatnot, so, but the title of my sermon, if you are taking notes, we like to do note taking because then we can reference it, we can look back, we can use it in our cruise. Um, so if you're a note taker, that is the title. Some people need the title. Um, so we're gonna take a moment to read the passage and then I'm gonna um, pray. So um, I am preaching on 1 Peter 2.2. Um, I think that we've got the ESV up, and then I'm going to sh share the message as well. This is what we call our Sky Bible. Um, so 1 Peter 2.2, 2, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Um, and then I really, really loved the message version, so I don't know if that's up there too, but that says, you've had a taste of God now, like infants at the breast, drink deep of God's pure kindness. Then you'll grow up mature and whole in God. So I'm going to take a moment to pray. Father, thank you so much for this morning, all these amazing visitors and family that are here surrounding us today. Thank you for the babies that got dedicated and all that you're going to have for their lives. I pray that you bless this message, help it to stir up one another's hearts um, as we hear it, as we consume it. Let it encourage us. Um, let it help us walk the path um, to what you have for us, Lord. We pray all these things in your amazing, amazing name. The congregation said, amen. amen. Thank you. So um, a little bit appropriate that I'm talking about a, a, a passage for the, when we're dedicating our kiddos um, that's talking about infants and kiddos. Um, I, as you guys know, I'm a first-time new mom, um, and... I made a decision at the beginning of when, when I got pregnant. I was like, you know, I really, really want to breastfeed. Everybody says it's like the really good thing to do. It's super healthy for the baby. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to try to do that. Um, that's, that was important to me. And I've been successfully doing that somehow. I literally don't know how because I have to pump when I'm at work. And I work in a crisis environment. And it's all craziness. Um, but it's been working out. Praise God. So I'm still doing that. Um, but the topic of breastfeeding can be a somewhat uncomfortable, um, but I, my prayer to you as you read this passage, um, that it's, it simply blesses you. I have some analogies that I'm going to share, um, that I think 
are really, really interesting to me, at least. And I think that they will also bless you as we talk about it. Um, so one of the amazing things that I discovered about um, breastfeeding is that when a baby is with mom and it's getting breast milk, there's something that a baby receives called antibodies. And it can't, you can't get antibodies in formula. You can't get antibodies through another way um, when, when you're an infant. It's through, through the mom's breast milk. Um, and for me, when I read about that, well, first of all, antibodies, the, the biological definition, is a blood protein produced in response to and counteracting a specific antigen. So essentially, an outside force, some sort of viral thing, an infection, a bacteria, the antibody responds to that and says, oh, no, don't do that. And it, and it, it does not let it work in that child's system. Um, and so that's really what an antibody is. And when I read about that, I'm like, that's the craziest thing I've ever, it made me feel like a superhero, kind of. It's like, it's, I was like, you know, breastfeeding, it's like saving babies all across the world, one drop at a time. It was like, wow, like I can just make my baby feel better. Like that's crazy to me. Like I did not, did not understand that before I was a breastfeeding mom. Um, but the really interesting thing about antibodies is when some antibodies respond in our system when we're adults, we can flare up, like we get a rash or something happens where we have swelling or something like that. The antibodies that are found in breast milk cause no inflammation at all. They don't cause, they don't upset a baby's tummy. They don't do anything like that. They simply are working in a baby's system without us really seeing the effects of those things working. So they're working when we don't know they're working. And when we talk about this, this scripture growing up into our salvation, that's what happens when we consume the word of God. It, we can sometimes be out in the wild, as Matt has been preaching. We can be out in the world and we have an interaction with someone and we're like, oh my gosh, like I don't know if I said the right thing. I was really trying to encourage this person. I was really trying to love on them. And you walk away a little discouraged. But be encouraged that when you are in those interactions and if you've been consuming and being in community and consuming the word of God, yeah. that stuff is fighting for you. Yeah. And you might not see it in that moment. You might not understand it. And I have this picture, I think, that I hope that Matt had, it's the antibodies picture. Nope, that's not the one. That's a different one. This one. Okay, so, oh my gosh, this picture is crazy to me. Okay, so they all around the, the the drop of breast milk is in the center of this picture. Germs and bacterial things are all surrounding this drop of breast milk. So that so it's. This, when I saw this picture, I'm like, what the? That's one drop of milk. Like, that is craziness. So when you re, if you're relating that to God's word, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, like, all of these things are coming at us. The enemy is coming at us. The outside world is coming at us. Instagram is coming at us. Comparison is coming at us. And we are protected. Um, that, that milk, that, those antibodies are working, and they're like, you cannot touch me. You cannot touch this. Um, so that, that was a really, really interesting picture to me. Um, and I think another interesting thing about this photo when I was really thinking about feeling like, oh my gosh, we sometimes feel like we're surrounded. We're surrounded by the things of the world that are coming at us that are saying, no, do this and read that and watch this um, and say this to your coworker. 
or whatever those things might be. It might look like we're surrounded, but you notice there's a little barrier between the drop. You know what I mean? There's that space. And I really feel like that's, that's God protecting you. It looks like you're surrounded. It looks like you're surrounded in the world where you're like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? But in actuality, God is really protecting you, truly protecting you when you're, when you're growing up into your salvation and, and reading the word and, and getting that inside of you. Um, so, again, in that system of your heart, you're growing into salvation. You might not see that it is working, but my encouragement to you is that it is working. Um, that next picture that Nat, that Nat pulled up, um, there's another concept in breastfeeding, and it's called foremilk and hind milk. And you might kind of already deduce what that means when you hear that phrase. Um, but what happens when a baby's eating is that at the very first part of a, of a session with, with mom, that foremilk is coming in. And you can kind of see it's a little bit less on the screen, I think, because of the lighting. But this is a little bit more watery and translucent and um, whatnot. And then the one on the right is the hind milk, and that is actually the fatty, the creamy goodness that comes at towards the end of a nursing session. Um, and what is so interesting to me about that relating to this passage, and it's so funny, like, Peter... Peter doesn't know about four milk and high milk. Like, Peter doesn't know about antibodies when he's writing, like, newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk. He doesn't know these awesome things, but God didn't know it. He knew it, so that's really, really cool. Um, so, yes, yeah, so with that passage. But with the four milk and high milk, one of the crazy things is when you are spending time with God, it might take some time to get to that creamy, thick goodness. Um, it might take a moment, and I think we can sometimes take what we do in today's culture, especially with, with our phones, which have done amazing things for people being able to access scripture, and I think have also, there's some negatives to it as well of, you know, if you have your Bible on your phone, it's like, oh my gosh, you ding, you get a message, ding, you get a message, and it's easy to get distracted, and you take these sips, and you read one scripture, and you take a sip. Um, are you letting that stuff ruminate? Are you letting that stuff really sit? Are you taking some time with it? Um, you know, Adrian and I, we hung out a few weeks back. I went over there on a Sunday afternoon after church and week, a couple weeks leading up to that, we, we usually are like messaging all the time throughout each day. We're checking in with each other. We're encouraging one another. And we had both said to one another, like, it feels like we're really distant. Like, we don't really know what's going on with one another. And we were like, we really need some time together. So we sat for, like, three hours, and we're just talking and catching up. And it took a couple hours for us to actually get to some meat of that. It was like, you know, how is your marriage going? How are things going with you and Matt? How is it going at work, that thing with your boss, whatever? Like, some of the stuff that we're really sorting through in our hearts and our spirits it might take some time. And the other thing about this crazy, the four milk, hind milk, what happens is when an infant nurses more often, they get to the hind milk quicker. And so if, if, if it's a long time in between nursing sessions for a baby, then what will happen is it takes a lot more time again to get to that hind milk, to get to that fat, to that, to that stuff that sits in your stomach and fills a baby up. Um, but if you're going, and again, relating to scripture, if you're going back to your scripture more often and you're reaching it again and again and again and you're reaching for your Bible, 
and that word, maybe instead of your phone, instead of checking that message, um, that's what is going to give you those revelation pieces. Um, you know, one of those things that we, we do is we, we go to scripture for an encouragement, for sometimes a pick-me-up. We're like, man, I need a word today. I need something that is going to nourish me. I need something to keep me going. Um, but when are we encountering our word and going to scripture and saying, I'm coming to scripture for a revelation? I'm coming to scripture because I want some stuff that's going to sit with me, that's going to sit in my stomach, that's going to sit in my heart, that's going to help me interact with people, that's going to help me be in my community and be in my workplace, all that good stuff. Um, another thing that happens when an infant is nursing, especially when it's just a tiny little baby, which is such a crazy, precious time as a new mom, um, one of the ways, really one of the only ways that a baby burns calories is through nursing. Um, it, it, they're not walking around. They're not eating other food. They're not talking to people. Like They're just being an angel baby and <laughs> snuggling up and eating all the time and then sleeping and eating and sleeping and eating and sleeping. Um, and I think what, what the, the value to that is in, in, in understanding this passage is another way that a baby is expending energy is crying. <laughs> So what are we going to choose, church? Like, are we going to choose to be nursing scripture? Even though nursing is a workout, babies burn calories when they're doing that. Um, but are we actually going to scripture when we might be in, in fear and crying and agony? We can go to that scripture instead and decide to let that work for us, like Zach was saying earlier in his tithe message. Um, Another fun, <laughs> silly thing that, that I have deemed for Clay, the sip, sip, look around. When we are, when he's eating, I'm just like, oh, he's doing the sip, sip, look around, not even eating right now, so he must not be hungry, um, trying to figure out what's going on here. Um, you know, I think that, you know, we can get distracted when we're in our word. We can get, uh, we, can, we can be really distracted when, I, when that phone dings off, when things are going on. Um, but are we keyed in to what God is trying to say when we are consuming the word of God in our, in our t quiet time? Another thing that is related to this, this word of God as we are consuming it, um, and, and we talk about this in the Christmas season, that Jesus came as the living word. Um, and milk works in us. It's, it's, it's this living thing, these bacteria, these things that are, that are growing us into our salvation. Um, but this living word concept is, is really something that I did not understand for a while. I would read pieces about the word was God and the word was with God and, and all of these things. And I'm like, I don't really know what that means, but I'm just going to keep reading. Like, it seems this like huge concept. I don't really know what, what it's trying to say. Um, but I really truly think that now, um, when you think about this, this thing, like word and living, like you think when you think of the word word, you think of like maybe book and theology and scripture, and you think of the word living, you might think of the word action and breathing and maybe relevant, and, and it, it's something that's bringing this revelation to you again and again. Um, and, I, and before I further explain, I want to read one of the important passages um, from John that, that says um, the word became flesh. So John 1, 1, 14, I think we might have it on the screen. Yeah. Um, 
And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And I'm, again, like, I was like, what? What? Like, that's crazy. Like, I don't know really what that means. Um, But now to me, as I've been consuming and as I've grown into my faith and, you know, we understand these concepts in different ways over the course of time. But what it means to me now is that the word existed and now through Jesus, that word, that that these things that we read, this Bible that we consume is now a relationship. So that living word, that word became living, um, and that's such an amazing part of the, of the Christmas story. Theology is good. Stories are needed. Like, we have to be able to understand scripture, these commentaries, things like that, um, all these things that are good. But what completes that word, the scripture that we are reading, is relationship. Um, and God thought relationship was so important that he in and of the self of God is a relationship like father, son, and Holy ghost. Like the God is a, it's one in three in one. It's this other concept that we're like, Whoa, what? That's wild. Um, but it's, it's so cool. I love talking about the Trinity. That's not what this path, this, this uh, sermon is about. Um, but God thought it was so important that we have a relationship that he became a living and breathing word, um, which, is, which is just wild to me, and it's so, so encouraging. Um, and another thing that is, is so good about what, what it means to have a living word is that it nourishes us exactly how we need to be nourished. So if, if I gave Clay a steak, it would mess him up. Like, it would not work to feed him that. He needs milk, and he needs, he's eating a little bit of fruit and a little bit of veggies, and he's making funny faces, and he's developing his palate right now, um, which is so, so fun, so, so fun. Um, but we need to know that the word is nourishing us exactly how we need it to nourish us. And I'm one of those people that, like, I'll try, I'll, I'm like one of those trail-off thinkers of, like, yeah, that's a cool dog. Like, I wonder who owns that dog. And man, they live in this crazy house. And when then all of a sudden I'm thinking about Texas, like I don't, I'm like, I wander. And I think about that, like related to like the word of God and scripture. It's like, there's people every day across the whole world that are preaching out of this living word. Yeah. Like what? Like, and different, they're not the same message. I mean, they're the similar content, yeah. but it's like, that's what's so cool about it. It's this revelation. It's this new thing that God is doing, and everybody is at a different point. I have a mom on my caseload. I work with families who have recently come out of a housing crisis and are living in these manufactured homes that they then get the title to. And I have a mom that I'm working with, and her daughter has Down syndrome. And and she's amazing. Like this, she's almost a year old, and and they they have all this special stuff for her, and she's got the got a G tube, and they've just been through so much. And we were having this conversation, and she was just like, "It's so hard for me not to just not to compare her to other babies, you know, not to say like, well, she's not walking yet, or well, she's not eating food right now, and like whatever the things are." She's just like, "It's just really hard for me to not be in that mindset." And I think we look at that situation like from the outside, and we can see like 
a baby, a, a normal baby, and then the baby that has, well, they're both normal, um, but one baby with Downs and then another baby, you can say, well, duh, they're in completely different situations. Like, And what is a victory for one baby is not going to be a victory for this other baby. And it's easy for us to to see it when we're like, okay, this is not my situation. But then when we're adults and we're in this, even in church culture, like it is really easy to compare and say, well, I should be at that level or shoot, dang, like I should be lifting my hands the whole time that worship is going on, but I'm just not there yet. It's like, we're so, and, and it's so easy. Like we can look at those babies and know like, well, they're, they're not nothing to compare but it's the same as we're adults in our in our walk in our walk with God. We are getting our own nourishment, and that our palate is our own. Um, and God knows what that palate is. God knows what we need to be consuming. Um, he knows the things that need to nourish us in the season that we're in, which is another crazy thing about how um, the Word is living and it works for each of us differently, which is so so cool. So. So as I wrap up, I'm going to share this this story. Um, Rusty and I took a trip a few months back. We went up to Kalkaska, Michigan, which is like two and a half, almost three hours north of here. And it's like, I don't know if you guys have gone north on 131 and just like kept driving north on 131. Like you just keep going. Um, and eventually they're like, well, it has to stop somewhere because there's a lake up there, you know, like, and you, you're just, you has to stop. Like, so we're driving and, and again, we had been, we were going to this cabin to just do some worship with our, with our friends. We were really excited. We had been there two other times. So I was like, we don't need to pull the directions off. It's literally like on 131, you turn at the Burger King. Like, I was driving. That's Rusty and I's road trip dynamic is like, I drive, he's the DJ, because he's, I tell people he has a spiritual gift for playlists. Like, he really, he loves transitions in between songs. Like, he just does, he has a very good gift. So I drive and he does the music. So I'm like, we don't need to pull the direction. It's fine. Like, we're good. So <laughs> we're driving. And of course, Clay's in the car with us. We're bringing him up there with us. And it's his long car ride. It's a long car ride for, for a baby. And we're still driving. And I'm like, where's the date Burger King? Come on, people. I know that's where we need to turn. So then we like, I, I got a little panicky. I hate getting lost. I hate wasting time. I'm just, I'm very type A like that. And I'm like, oh, like, where is it? So we pulled directions up on our phone. Because I was like, okay, just pull it up. Just pull it up. Make sure we're going the right way. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then this phone tells us, like, turn down this road. And I'm like, there's not a Burger King here. And it's really stressful that there's not. And I don't know where we're going. But I'm turning. I'm going. I, like, panicked. So then, of course, we were driving down this road. And at this point, like, I know this. I had this picture of, like, this, somebody driving in the snow. Like, it was, okay, it was winter. Like, and this was, like, early November it was not winter here. And we really drove up and all of a sudden, instant winter, when you drive north, I was like, what is going on? And everything looked the same. So I'm just like, what is, this is truly like what it felt like. Everything's white. Where are we? We're going to zombie attack. I don't know. But <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. So now we're turning. So then of course we get lost because duh, we get lost because I turned and I didn't know where we were going. And then of course we don't have like the 
Siri wasn't telling us where to go. It was like we had the direct, because we didn't have enough reception for Siri, of course. So we got into this massive fight because we were like so ready to be out of the car. <laughs> and it was bad. It was like, dang it. So Rusty's like, oh, pull over. And I'm like, he gets in the front and I'm like, you're driving too crazy. I want to drive now. What is happening? So we turn around and we get a hold of, it was actually Jake and Courtney. We called Jake because it's his dad's cabin thing. And he's like, oh, I know where you are. But okay. So we turned around and we got into town and we like stopped at the post office. Um, cause we were like, okay, we're in a town now. We're at a post office. He's like, I know where you are. We're coming. He came with his buddy, Josh, and they, they drove to it. So we sat at the post office for like 15, 20 minutes. I got Clay out of the car seat. I was like, we're just going to take a breath. Like, it's going to be fine. They're going to find us. We're going to make it there. And so we calmed down a little bit. And of course, like they get to us and they're like, what's up, you know? And so we follow them back to the cabin. And it was, of course, like five minutes from there. And of course, like two minutes after we turned from the post office, there's the dang Burger King. And had I just <laughs> kept going, it would have been there. And I would have gotten lost. And I'm like, oh. I knew there was, and Rusty like, was like, okay, well, you did know where you were going. But. <laughs> Like, I did know where I was going. Thank you. Ugh. So, anyways, <laughs> we made it there. Praise God. We made it. We made it there. And so I want to talk a moment about, like, life application, which is a phrase I learned from theologian Jody Michael, um, where she talks about that a lot. And she's like, what's the life application to this? Um, which is such a good question to be responding to. So when I think about this story, like we are, we are in the world and these things can come up that's, that tell us like you're, you're in a state of fear. You might, something might have happened and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why I'm breaking up with this person. I don't know why I lost my job. I don't know why I'm still on the job search. I don't know why um, these things are coming at me. But be encouraged that if you know the way, you, you really know the way. Like, you, you've been consuming your word. You understand it. You're, you're working on this. And we can be in that state where we're like, well, I'm just going to take this easier route. And because we're in that, that state of panic, we're in that state of fear, you know, but my encouragement to you is, is stay grounded. Stay in your word. Don't take that bait that says, turn, just do this thing. It'll be a lot easier. Like, it's fine. Someone else is guiding you. You can just do, do what someone else is telling you. It's like, no, like follow, follow what the spirit has to say for you. And another, another thing that I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many metaphors to this craziest story that we had. And as we were driving home, I was like telling Rusty, I'm like, I think I know why we got lost. Like, I think God had this thing to say. To and then it was just, anyway. But we were sitting at the post office. And I think really that means like we're here, but God is sending us out. Like God has a place for us to go. Um, he planted you in a spot, and he has a, pl he has a place for you, and he's the one that stamped your envelope. Like, he, he is sending you out, and he knows where you're supposed to be going. Um, and, and, of course, you know, we rode into town, and we followed our friends back to the cabin. We didn't have to pull it up on our phone. We didn't have to get stressed and whatever. And, and Jake and Josh, of course, Jake was so, so nice, and he was like, no, it's fine. We're coming out there, and I'm just like... 
oh my God, you have to leave and you're probably all snuggled up by the fire and now you have to come get us and we're like, blah. Um, but he was happy to do it. He was, he was happy to do it. And I think, I think that that's what's so important about this story and, and relating to Christmas and God being the living word is that God came so graciously. He came so humbly. And just like our friends, they came to rescue us and they said, we're going to bring you back. Like, God says, I'm coming. Just wait. Just wait a moment. I'll be there. And I'm happy to do it. I'm so happy to do it. Just to spend some time with you. Just to be with you for a little while. I'm coming. And I'm coming as this living and breathing embodiment of Scripture. I'm fulfilling all these crazy prophecies. It's nuts when you read it. It's so, so crazy. But God said, I'm coming. I want to be with you. Just let me be with you. Let me come to you. And, and again, we had to, we were, we had to follow. <laughs> we didn't get in the car and just sit there. We had, we had our own car to drive there. You know, we had to choose to follow Jake and Josh back to that cabin. And I think that sometimes we're in these situations where we're like, man, I don't, I don't really know. Is my heart telling me the right thing? Just, just ask the Lord. Like, just sit with him. Just be with him. Just, just spend some time drinking deep in God's word. Let it ruminate in your stomach. Let it, let it nourish you. Let it fight for you. You know, we, we do these things where you spend so much time and energy, like having these arguments on Facebook or with this family member. And it's like, well, what did really come of that? Like, did you love them through that? Did you love them through the phone screen? Maybe. I, I, I don't know, maybe. But, like, really, really test yourself and say, like, how am I blessing these other people? How am I sowing love into them and, and being that living, living word? Um, and just know, like, as we close out, like, as we receive this word, as we, as we hear the Christmas story, as we read about Jesus, as we spend time in our Bible, just know that by doing that, you are receiving a defense. And that defense is, I, I guarantee it, that defense is working for you. And you might not know that it's working for you. Like these antibodies, you might not see, it might not be causing these other things to happen in your life quite yet. And you might not realize like, wow, I, I read and I sat here in my scripture and I don't really know. Um, but know that as you continue, as your palate develops, those revelations will come, I promise. They will. Um, and, and those next steps will come. Um, so be encouraged because as you do that, the taste of that is so, so sweet, as it says. God's pure kindness if you have tasted that the Lord is good. And he really, really is, church. He really, really is. So thank you for allowing me to share with you this morning. And we are going to spend some time closing out in worship today. Thank you.